Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome to Calvary Live. So glad that you're tuned in today on this beautiful afternoon. Those of you listening on Grace FM, you're listening live on this beautiful September day. I want to welcome you, all of you, along the front range here in Colorado as you're listening from all the way, perhaps from Pueblo, Colorado, up to Cheyenne, Wyoming, in the southern part of the state of Wyoming. Welcome. We're so glad that you can join us. And I am with you to take your questions and your prayer requests. So blessed to be with you. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado. And I invite you to call in, grab one of those open lines. Sometimes as the show goes on, those lines fill up and people are waiting. So if you get on quickly, we can get right to your call. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. You can call in and ask your questions and give your prayer requests. There's a text line, too, as we fill in space uh, during this hour, as time allows us to, and that text line is 720-336-0897. I already see that we got a couple of text questions that have come in, so we're going to uh, go to those text questions as time permits. Also, for you to be able to text in uh, a prayer request, uh, people have been texting in all during the day on that text line because it is open 24-7 for you to be able to text in a prayer request. And then those at Calvary Church in Aurora, where Grace FM originates, will look at those prayer requests, and they will respond to you, and you have people praying for you. And I think that's so important uh, that we do that, that we uh, pray for one another, especially in the days in which we are in. Uh, where we need to be praying. We need to be praying for one another, praying for our families. And so we just want to uh, encourage you to call in with your prayer requests. want to welcome all those who are tuned in all across the country, uh, those who are listening in on perhaps Hope and Truth FM on the East Coast, Refuge FM and other places of the country. Uh, if you are listening on your radio station, other than Grace FM, you are a week delayed. But you can call in at that number at 303-690-3000, and we will take your call. We will have our conversation. Then you can listen to it next week. But I also know that many of you are listening online, perhaps on your tablets, smartphones, or maybe on the Grace FM website. Welcome. You can call anywhere in the country at 303-690-3000. We also get international listeners, so if you're listening um, from another part of the world. So blessed that it is technology that connects us together. We want to welcome you, even though it may be uh, not you know late afternoon or early evening. It may be the middle of the night. It may be uh, in early morning where you're listening. And so grateful that you took the time to listen to us here today and pray that it is a blessing to you. So welcome, everyone. We got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000. But let's go to line one, where we have Amity. 
303 Hello? Hello. You're on Calvary Life. Hi. What's Hi. your name? Tell me your name. Uh, my name is Amity, and I'm from okay, Rock, Colorado. I, I was wondering if I said that right. So, so welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. So, so my question is, I'm currently um, in a Bible study with some friends, and we're talking about putting on the armor of God and um, the spiritual warfare that is happening all around us. And um, specifically in Ephesians, it mentions several times the heavenly places. And so what I'm wondering is, are we part of those heavenly places, or are those heavenly places in the atmosphere, I just, I just, I guess, need some clarity on what exactly that means. Yeah, as Paul talks about, that we know that spiritual warfare is very real, don't we? And yeah. he he tells us because of that that we need to put on the whole armor of God, and he he says that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, <clears throat> but against principalities and against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. And I'm just reading that for the sake of our listeners that perhaps may not be familiar uh, with that verse, or, uh, what Paul is saying uh, there in the book of Ephesians. So as he's talking about this this um, spiritual warfare that we're in, uh, it's interesting, he says that our warfare really is not against flesh and blood, but it's against this... Um, powers against the rulers of the darkness of this age and the spiritual hosts of heavenly places. And I think he's using a term to refer to our spiritual enemies um, that he's actually showing us that perhaps there's different ranks of demonic, you know, um, beings out there. uh, As he says, you know, there's the spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. There's, um, you know, um, powers and principalities. We actually see a hint of that in the book of Daniel when we see that there's a prince of Persia and a prince of Greece that is mentioned that uh, Michael the archangel is doing battle with. So in the heavenly places, it's speaking about around us, you know. Um, It's speaking of, uh, you know, the, the principalities and powers that come that, you know, war against us, around us, in this world, so I think that's what the heavenly places is speaking of um, here. Um, it's it's not human beings, um, flesh and blood, but it is a spiritual warfare in the heavenly places. It's another dimension, in other words, that is being spoken about. Does that help out? It does. So it's not. Um Speaking of heavenly places as in heaven or actually where we are on earth, but it's a place that we can't see that's kind yeah, of it's, around us. Yeah, there's, 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 you know, demonic entities around us. There's also angels around us. Um, it's interesting when Paul was writing to the Corinthian church about headship and authority in the church, he said, remember the angels, uh, the angels are watching. And, and I find that interesting that he would just insert that little um, information for us to consider. It's like the angels are watching. You need to have hip, headship and authority. You know, there needs to be discipline. There needs to be um, things done decently and in order. 
God likes order, and you need to have that order in the church because the angels are watching, and they saw what happened when there was rebellion. They saw what happened in the heavenlies when Satan rebelled, and a third of the angels rebelled with him, and and they were cast down, as Jesus said to the disciples in Luke's gospel, that I saw Satan fall like lightning to the earth. But we also know that in the book of Job's that you know the the sons of men the the Satan was able to go before God and God asked them questions. So you got all this heavenly stuff that's going around that we're not aware of um, that is very real, and we know that there's a demonic realm out there that wars against us, and we need to put on the whole armor of God. So uh, there's these different entities that we're not fully understanding, but we know it's true and that um, he loves to come against us um, and throw the fiery darts at us. So be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. So I think that's what it's speaking of. Well, thank you so much. And I really take a lot of comfort knowing that God has already won the battle. And um, that is so comforting. You know, um, and that's the thing, Amity, to remember is that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world or he that is in the heavenly places, whatever. That that the Holy Spirit of God in us is much stronger than any demonic force that can come against us, and he war will war against us. That's the thing to remember, that he will try to oppress us. Um, but there are certain circles in the Christian church that say, well, Christians can be demon-possessed, there are those who say that the Holy Spirit and demons can possess, you know, the same person, and, and there's nothing in Scripture that indicates that. That if we have the Holy Spirit of God in us, a devil's not going to be in, in us, or a demonic spirit is not going to be in us. A container's either lit or it's dark. And I've right. always said, when you go into a dark room, what do you do? Turn on you the turn light. on the light. You turn on the light and dispels the darkness, so... Good question. Appreciate your call. Thank you so much for clearing that up for me. You bet. God bless you. You have a great you evening. Too. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. 303-690, when somebody hangs up, then that means there's a free line, so grab one of those free lines. We're just going to continue with the phone lines. Again, my name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you on this beautiful afternoon. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Maybe you got a question about the Bible or about Christian living or uh, you heard a teaching that you want some clarity. We'll go to God's Word. We'll do the best that we can to, to look at God's Word, to bring that clarity to you. And we know that one thing is for certain in this uncertain world, and that is the Word of God, the love of God, and uh, the faithfulness of God. So uh, give me a call and love to talk to you. Text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to Longmont where Jeremy is online too. Hi, Jeremy. Hey, Pastor Jeff. How's it going? Good. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing great. Um, Good. So my question was, uh, I just wanted to know some good reasons to change churches. Because in my my scenario, both churches are great. Um, just that the church we, my wife and I want to start going to has a lot of young people, and we're really connecting very well. And we're just kind of stuck between our home church and the church that we want to go to, and we're really having a hard time deciding. 
Yeah, and I think that as you guys continue to seek the Lord together, that the Lord's going to steer you to that church. I think it's good if, you know, sometimes it takes a little while to sort those things out. And sometimes, you know, it's like you kind of go back and forth for a while, but it's always good to be established in a church to where you're going to serve and you're going to be a part of that church family. Um, It doesn't mean you can't visit other churches, but I I think that's what you're saying is we need to decide where we're going to be. And I know that, first of all, that the Lord will give you a peace that rules in your heart where you should go. But I think that when it comes to selecting a church, first of all, are they committed to teaching the Word of God? Are they committed to the gospel message? Are they committed to teaching the Word of God um, to where um, you— you know that that pastor believes uh, that all Scripture is inspired by God from Genesis 1-1 to Revelation 22-21 and is committed to teaching the whole counsel of God's Word. I think that's first of all. Second of all, is it a pastor and a leadership that is going to love the sheep and serve the people? And um, that is very important as well. Are they going to teach on the return of the Lord? Um, because I think that we need to be discerning in the days in which we are in. I think that's an important uh, point. And I'm kind of giving you a list of what, uh, if I was looking for a church, that's what exactly that I would be looking for. And do you believe the direction that the church is going? Can you support the leadership? Do you have confidence in the leadership that they're seeking the Lord in humility, desiring to please the Lord with what they do? And, And you know, you can go down the list of are they being wise in the money that they spend? Um, are they really reaching out to the community? Are they desiring to give the gospel? Are they committed to the gospel? Are they committed to serving in the community? All those things. So that's the list for you to look at. And um, is there life in the church? And you mentioned a lot of young people, and um, and it is exciting to have young people that are there. Um, and uh, for you, is it a place where you and your wife can be edified and encouraged and built up, and then you can use your gifts as well to to minister to others and to serve the body of Christ? So that's a list of, Jeremy, of things kind of that um, you want to look at. But are they teaching the Word of God? You know, is that pastor committed to the Word of God? And um, are they going to be faithful to the Word of God? Th- that's number one on the list. Thank you very much. Really <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jeremy. Yeah. Can I pray for you? Yeah, of course. Father, I pray for Jeremy and his wife as they are in two churches, which they very much agree. And it isn't that one is better than the other or you love one more than the other, but there's a place for them. And Lord, as they make these decisions, as they pray about it, that you would lead them that you would speak to them and say, this is the way go. And and they can be a part of that church. Uh, they can be a part of the church family. They can serve there. They can be excited what's going on in the church Are they as they you know, reach out to the community, as they preach the gospel, as they, they tell people the return of the Lord. And Lord, I just pray you be with Jeremy in every way um, and his wife as, as you direct them because you have a place for them. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you very God much. God bless you. You bet, Jeremy. God bless you. Thanks for calling. Yeah, bye. You bet.
Hey, 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Give me a call. We got a couple open lines now. We filled up quickly, uh, but I encourage you grab one of those open lines. We've got plenty of time. You know, the hour goes by pretty quickly. And and uh, we're going to continue with the phone lines in just a minute. But one of the things that um, that as you pray about what church to go to, I want to encourage also uh, all the listeners in this, be in fellowship with others. And I know there's been a lot of restrictions, and I know that uh, there are some that still have health concerns that they're not comfortable in being with a group of people right now. And I pray that that changes. I, I pray that this COVID would go away, uh, that we would become more comfortable in, in, in coming together. But um, at least be online, um, if you can be with other Christians in a small group, if that's possible, or invite some others. But we really need to be in fellowship, especially in the days in which we're in, because we're seeing things around us that, um, you know, that uh, we see where this world is headed. And uh, it is something uh, that uh, we uh, need is the church. We need each other. We need to be in fellowship to encourage each other, build each other up. So I want to encourage you, find a church that is faithful to the Word of God. Find a church um, that is going to love the people and uh, and the leadership is in humility, seeking the Lord, and desiring to please God in everything that they do. And there's no church, I do want to say this, there's no church that is perfect. There is no church that is perfect because this is in heaven, but it's a church that you can get behind and be a part of and be a blessing to and that you can serve as well. So we just went over all of that. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Let's go to Betty Jane in Philadelphia. Hi, Betty Jane. Hi, Hi how are how you? How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Good, thank you. <clears throat> so what? the reason I'm calling is um, because I'd really appreciate prayer from my family in California and my friends in California, my sisters and brothers in Christ, and... Um, <clears throat> My granddaughter is really going through a lot as an 18-year-old trying to deal oh. with. Uh, she's just withdrawn from school because it's not meeting her needs. Um, the t- professors don't seem to know what they're doing. And uh, in trying to uh, work with their students remotely, and she just she just got frustrated. Now, she's really in a lot of turmoil because of her father rejecting her. Mm-hmm. You know, he, she went between two parents most of her life, all week long, you know, like part of the week with one parent, part of the, she's really been so flexible, and now her father doesn't want her to live with her, and just really, I, I'm just really praying for her and for him and his family. She loves her little brothers, and, you know, she does love her mother, and she she needs yeah. peace in a play, nice place to live, so. Yeah. That's hard for an 18-year-old, all of yeah. that with school and family and everything else going on. And and then on top of it, the fires, which are terrible out there. Um, well, she's not I, in the fires out there. My grandson is. Uh, but your so, grandson is. Yeah. yeah. And, um, His mother and father have actually said that they don't. he's born again at 11. Mm-hmm. He accepted Jesus as his Lord and Savior. But Praise his God. parents will not allow me to speak to him about Jesus. So mm. so I just pray for them every day. I I pray uh, Psalm 119 for him. I yeah. try to get to that every day. And 
Absolutely. So, and, and I'm in the throes of trying to work through jobs and money, and I'm taking a wonderful course at Christian Counseling and Educational Foundation. I'm really blessed okay. with that. Good. So, Good. Well, let's so, pray. All right. Yeah. Thank Father, you. Betty, Betty Jane calls with just a lot that's on her heart and mind. She's got family out in California, uh, some of the families near to fires, and those fires are burning, continue to burn, and so many homes already have been lost. People have lost uh, everything, not only in Northern California, but uh, up in Oregon and um, even here in Colorado and southern Wyoming, as new fires begin. And as I look out the window, I see the smoke all around us and and um, and it's disheartening. And, and Lord, we just pray for relief. We pray for help. Um, you're the one um, that can bring that relief. And I just pray for some rain. I pray for them. Um, some cooler weather, that the wind wouldn't come up. But, Lord, uh, for her family that's out there, just be with them. And then also for her family, uh, a granddaughter that's just who's young and struggling. And I hear how young people that are going to school, um, that it's just difficult right now with all the online and um, then everything else that she's dealing with. I pray that you give her a peace that rules in her heart that, Lord, that you would just uh, help her to realize that we have the spirit of adoption where we we can cry out, Abba, Father, that, Lord, you love us, and we can cry out, Papa, and that, that you'll never leave us or forsake us. And I just pray for Betty Jane herself as she's, Lord, right now, she's got um, a class she's taken where she can uh, bring the Word of God to people, uh, godly counsel, the jobs, everything else. You know what's going on in her life. You know all that's on her heart. And I just pray that you would show yourself strong on her behalf, provide for her and for her family out there in California, all of them. And I just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey. And I will pray for you. Thank you. Appreciate it, Betty Jane. God bless okay. you guys out there. Thank all right. You. Thank you so much. Uh-huh. I you really bet. appreciate it. You bet. Absolutely. It is a difficult time uh, right now as, um, you know, we have a major university here in Greeley and a number of kids and uh, that are going there. And and uh, the largest community college in the state of Colorado is in Greeley, too. And, and it's hard doing the online things. And then, of course, many of you have kids that, Perhaps they're doing online in high school, middle school, elementary. And, um, you know, the teachers are trying to do their best, and and uh, so are the students, and it's just difficult. And uh, we just want to keep everyone in prayer during this time. That is a big adjustment and being patient. And uh, when it comes to meeting, even at church, you know, we have to, you know, uh, think about certain things and, and it's just been hard. And uh, so we need to keep praying and we need to keep um, adapting and being patient with one another and encouraging one another in the best way that uh, we know. So um, it's just a reminder. And we're going on six, seven months in, in this and it looks like we're going to be in it for a little while longer. So uh, it's hard, but the Lord is with us. And and the Lord will give us the patience and uh, the wisdom that we need to get through all of this. 
Well, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. we got an open line. 720-336-0897 is the text line. But let's go to Loveland where Dan has been waiting. Hi, Dan. Hello, how are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> awesome. So I have a question on the lighter side of things, uh, maybe not so serious, but... <laughs> the age of Jesus. How how many years did Jesus actually spend on earth? Well, I think Luke gives us, and I'm going to try to find it, I think he gives us a hint um, when we go into the genealogy, yes, the genealogy of Jesus. Um, it says in chapter 3, verse 23, it says, Now Jesus himself began his ministry about 30 years of age, being as was supposed the son of Joseph, and then the genealogy is given there in the rest of the chapter. So he would begin his ministry at the age of 30. It is believed that he ministered for about three, three and a half years. So he would you know, be crucified at about the age of 33. So that's the best right. guess, 32, 33 but I think Luke gives us um, just a real key there in chapter 3 um, that he began his ministry about at the age of 30. And I think that where you get three and a half years, he began in the, in the fall, um, his ministry, and then you go three years, and then he ended up dying when? During Passover, and that would be in the spring, so right. he would add another six months. So it put it about 33 years of age. Young. So I I had originally thought that too, and I, I still do. Don't don't get me wrong, I still do. I just read a book recently that said he was thirty six, and I'm wondering where they came up with that number because I'd never heard that before. I I haven't heard that number either, and you know, there's one of the things too that um, Dan is I get there's different dates on. Um, when Jesus was born. Some have put it as far as 4 B.C. So maybe that's what they're going with, um, 4 B.C., and so they're adding that on. Um, but uh, I think that Luke here gives us a real key, and then, um, you know, he ministered for three and a half years, so it's pretty obvious, 33 years of age, that Jesus was at when he ended up dying. Yeah, I don't think the math has changed in 2,000 years, so. <laughs> yeah, and there's, you know, there's more math you can put into it, actually. Um, like the, the you know, 70th week of Daniel or the, the, the prophecy of the 69 weeks. And, you know, when the command comes out to rebuild and restore Jerusalem to Messiah the Prince. And they've done the calculations, and some of the calculations have come out to 32 A.D. or 33 A.D. So, you know, if Jesus was 33 years old, then he was born right there between 1 B.C. and 1 A.D. There there was no year zero. So, yeah, I think that's when... I, I think that maybe, perhaps, I just suspect, I don't know for sure, that that 36 probably came out because uh, they're thinking that maybe, perhaps, he was born in 4 A.D. There, I've, I've read those dates, and I thought, well, that's a little early. So I'll go with Luke, right? Yep, I'm with you. <laughs> okay, Dan. Thank hey, you. Any, I appreciate any, it. You bet. You have a blessed day. You too. 
owe 3000 no question too little or unimportant to ask and kind of interesting to look at those things and um you know it's interesting um i always tell people that i think that when we go to heaven we get new glorified bodies we're all going to be 30 years of age because jesus started his ministry at 30 years of age we know that uh david he began to be king at 30 years of age the priests would begin to minister at um you know 30 years of age uh so i think we're all going to be 30 years old so that's i don't make a doctrine out of that but uh it, it's interesting um that you see that age uh, that is mentioned in the scriptures. And so we're going to be back. We're going to be back. We're going to break. It snuck up on me. Hey, we got some open lines. Those of you holding, we'll get to you right after the only break that we have the show. Stay tuned to Calvary Live. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Greeley. With you this afternoon, had a great first half, even lost track of time. The break snuck up on me, and uh, it's a short break. We're back, and so I encourage you to grab... Uh, one of those open lines. We've been busy with the phone lines, 303-690-3000. we got plenty of time to answer the questions and to be praying for you as we head into the second half of the show. Also, uh, the text line, 720-336-0897, just to remind you that that text line is open 24-7 for you to text in a prayer request and for people to respond to you and to pray for you and I think that is really, really um, just a blessing. So you can do that 24-7 anytime on the text line. Just make sure you're texting in a safe place. And during this show, if we get time, we will go to the text questions and prayer requests as well. So grab one of those open lines. Love to talk to you about the things of the Lord. Just want to make a quick announcement, uh, and that is that... Uh, we are doing church here at Calvary Greeley Sunday mornings, 8, 9, 30, 11 o'clock. You can register for the services uh, at calvarychapelgreeley.org. And we have children's ministry uh, for all our services. And it's so good to see the kids back this month in class. They went six months without uh, children's ministry and how we need to minister to our children, how we need to love them. And so we have the nursery as well. And so that's why we have limited space. Register, but love to see you. And uh, we're in Matthew's Gospel. Such a tremendous blessing for those of you who can't come, still not uh, comfortable coming and being with uh, people, that we have those services online, calvarychapelgreeley.org or Calvary Chapel Greeley Facebook Live as well. And a lot of people tuning in and watching that. So blessed we can connect to you in that way, but love to see you come. So you can look at our website as I just gave you that address for additional information. Love to meet with you. Love to serve you any way that we can. So I'm excited that we're slowly getting back into things, praying that, you know, we can just get back to um, just meeting and, you know, getting through this pandemic and, 
and for all the churches to do that. I know we're all praying about that. Well, 303-690-3000. Let's go to uh, Helen in Aurora. Hi, Helen. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm well. Good. So I have a question. Um, In Genesis, it talks about Adam and Eve, and then they had Cain and Abel, and then Cain killed Abel. And then he was sent away, but then he was afraid that other people were going to kill him. So where did those other people come from? Well, um, and, and the question also gets asked because he ends up, Cain ends up taking a wife. Right, um, yeah, as like, well. where did she come from? <laughs> well, here's the thing to remember. There's, uh, people ask, because of that, um, is, was there other civilizations that were created by God other than Adam and Eve? The Bible gives no indication of that whatsoever. The Bible pretty, is pretty clear about Adam and Eve were the first, man and woman, and from there they began to populate the world. Here's the thing you need to remember that, you know, when Cain uh, killed Abel, they were adults. Who knows how old they were? People were living to be 900 years old, you yeah, know, at that time. Yeah, that's came in my head is the, t- the ages. Okay. Yeah, yeah okay. so they they were on the earth. So, you know, that's a long time that you can have children as well. Yeah. So th- I'm sure that the earth populated very quickly because um, Cain and Abel are told to us, we don't know how many other children that Adam and Eve had. They could have had many children, which then grew up, became adults, and they had children. So there's um, the the answer, I think, that, you know, was Cain's wife, was his sister or niece or great-niece, uh, but we don't know how much the world had pot- populated by the time Cain um, got a wife. He could have been 200, 300, 400, 500 years old. And, and so um, there were many, many uh, full-grown adults at that time uh, with families of their own. So I think the earth populated very quickly. And, and here's the other thing to keep in mind as well, is that when uh, it came to Noah at that time, that the world was full of violence. And when the flood came, we're not talking about a small number of people. We're talking about millions of people there have been some that have suggested that the the world populated at that time because they lived to be hundreds of years old uh, could have been at least a billion population or even more. So I think that uh, the Bible's pretty clear that he married a um, you know a sister or a niece or you know something like that as as the world began to populate. Thank you very much. You're welcome very much. God bless you, Ellen. (laughs) God bless you. Okay, bye-bye. You bet. 303-690-3000. I see that we have a couple open lines, so keep it going. we got plenty of time to get to your phone calls and love to talk to you and um, love to just encourage you any way that we can, answer your Bible questions. Very good Bible questions. Always love it that people are reading their Bibles and they're thinking and asking good questions, and and we can go to God's Word, and I think we can get good answers. We uh, know that God's Word is truth that is given to us. So uh, 303-690-3000, grab one of those open lines before the top of the hour comes. Let's go to Brandon in Pennsylvania. Hi, Brandon. 
Hey, Pastor. Uh, thanks for How are taking you? my call. I'm Absolutely. Okay. How are you? I am doing good. So what do you got good. for me? I'm going to hear. Um, okay, so I had a I had a life question. Okay. Um, I'm coming from. Uh, okay, sorry, uh, <laughs> I got caught off guard. Um, the question is, when is there a line between grace and? The blood that Jesus shed on the cross and the forgiveness that he offers, where's the line between that and this tree bears so much bad fruit that it should be cut down and thrown into the fire? And the place that that question is coming from is that I am recovering, in recovery for a life of addictive behavior, and I love Jesus, and I am trying my hardest to live a life for him, and that right. doesn't come with without struggles and, and stumbles. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think that grace is that uh, the definition, as you know, and, and uh, as our listeners uh, know, that it's the unmerited, unearned favor of God. And it is by grace through faith that we have been saved. But And what that speaks us is we can't be good enough to save ourselves. And so through faith, you know, we experience God's grace, the unmerited favor of God. And then Paul goes on, and it's interesting as you read the book of Romans, that after he talks about the doctrine of justification in chapters, you know, 3, 4, and 5, he begins to talk about the doctrine of sanctification. And I think you're talking a little bit about that sanctification process. He says, shall we continue and sin that grace abounds? He says, certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? So living in grace doesn't mean that we're free to just go out and live any way that we want. And Paul was writing that because the readers would look at this, read the book of Romans, and they would say, okay, we're saved by grace alone, you know, by faith. Um, Does that mean we can go out and do anything that we want? And Paul says, no, certainly not, because we identify with Christ, we're baptized unto his death, we reckon our bodies over to be instruments of righteousness. And he talks about that sanctification process, which ends in chapter 8 by telling us that we walk in the Spirit. Here's the thing, that um, as we are living in grace, as we journey with the Lord, we're going to have struggles. We're going to, you know, the flesh battles with the Spirit, and the Spirit battles with the flesh. And John writes in his epistle, if we sin and we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. That's good news. So living in grace is this, I'm free to live for you, Lord, and I do have forgiveness. And that conviction that comes, and I think that, you know, we can struggle, and there are certain areas that we struggle more than others. But it's continuing as the conviction of the Lord comes. And remember that the conviction of the Lord is always to draw you to Christ. The condemnation is to push you away, and the condemnation comes from the enemy. And the enemy will come along, who's the accuser of the brethren, who says that you're a spiritual waste, you're no good, God doesn't love you, you struggle too much, you shouldn't be struggling with all this. Conviction is from the Holy Spirit to draw you to the Lord. But it's a work of the Spirit, and 
um, in that work of sanctification, being set apart for the Lord. The struggles are there. The flesh wears its ugly head. Paul writes about that in Romans chapter 7. He says, oh, wretched man that I am, you know, who will deliver me from this, you know, body of sin? And and then he goes into chapter 8, and he talks about the being free from the indwelling of the Spirit, walking in the Spirit, and just, um, you know, uh, how the Lord desires for us to live in the Spirit. Um, so it is a battle, and it is something that um, is real in our lives. We all struggle with different things, um, and we need to just keep drawing close to the Lord, renewing our minds with the Word of God. Paul talks a lot about that in the epistles, to give ourselves over to the Lord. We know that we are to pursue holiness, but I praise God for his grace in my life, because if we didn't have grace, we wouldn't have anything. Mm-hmm. And um, and and just to to just you know keep coming to the Lord, keep calling out to the Lord, staying close to the Lord, and uh, and He's going to do that work. You know, um, sometimes it's not as quick as we want it to be, but um, He's not He's going to be faithful to continue to do that. Yeah, that's that's awesome. It reminds me, uh, you know, if we are faithless, he will remain faithful. Yeah, exactly. And Brandon, he's not going to throw you away. You know, that's the thing. You're in his hand, and he promises that no one will pluck us out of the Father's hand. And, you know, the thing about it is I see a key right away when you called is you have conviction, you know. I, I know that this is what I should be, um, and... That's what I know that the Lord desires for me to be, but I'm not there yet. And that is the process of sanctification. Um, Sanctification is a process, a lifelong process of holiness being worked into our lives by the Spirit of God as we just keep going to Him. Um, But it's a work that the Lord desires to do. And um, there are certain things for us to do that help in that. Keep reading our Bibles, that keep, you know, as I said, um, in the Word, uh, being mm-hmm. washed by the water of the Word, um, to, you know, be pursuing the Lord. There's some things that we need to keep out of our lives because, man, I'll tell you what, there's so much around us that pollutes our minds yeah. and so much temptation that's around us, and we need to be in that place with other brothers and sisters in the Lord and just staying close to Him and being encouraged. And, um, and the Lord does that work uh, by you know, his spirit and by his incredible grace. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And praise God, he has opened a lot of doors in my life and given me so many people to support me and encourage me. And Good. and I just had this one question just, just kind of burning inside of me. And I, I, I've never called into one of these radio stations before, so uh, he well, led me to, and I feel very encouraged uh, by yeah, your response. Glad, Thank you. And I'm glad he did. So... You know, one of the things is, um, you know, I know for me it's like, Lord, I know that I falter and fail in a lot of ways, you know, and but I am so thankful for your forgiveness and your patience with me and Mm -hmm. you not casting me away and your love that remains with me. And, And, you know, that does so much because there are people listening right now, Brandon, that they feel like that, you know, I'm not what I could be, I'm not what I should be, 
and God must be so disgusted with me, and he must be through with me. And if anyone's listening that you feel that way, don't. That is a lie from the enemy. And the Lord continues to love you. And if there needs to be repentance, then turn towards him. And and that's a real wonderful word, because we always picture the word repentance as, you know, as, oh, hard and stern and you know, some old pastor, you know, with his bony finger pointing at you saying, you need to repent. It's a wonderful word that we have the opportunity to be able to turn to Christ, to ask for forgiveness. And that confession is important because it begins to tear down the, you know, wall that the the enemy wants to build. And confession means to be in agreement with, Lord, I'm in agreement that this is wrong. You don't want me to do this. I just forgive me, Lord. I know that I'm covered with the blood of Jesus Christ, and Lord, to keep moving forward in you. And the Lord's going to honor that. He's going to honor that prayer, and um, and He's not going to give up on us. And He wants to continue doing that work of the Spirit in our hearts and in our lives. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I always heard that He wants fear-filled converts, not fear-filled converts. Yeah. Amen. Hey, can I pray for you, Brandon? Yes, please. Father, I pray for my brother who called in. He's never called in to a show, and I hope that the Calvary Live was an encouragement to him. And, and Lord, that you know his struggles. You know um, the things that he goes through. And, Lord, I just pray that you would fill him right now with your spirit and, Lord, with your love. And, Lord, that you would give him the ability to just, as you work in his heart and in his life, through the Holy Spirit, a life that is just going to live for you and and free him from those things that grip his heart or uh, he feels like at times he might be in bondage to or just struggles with. Lord, you know what it is. And you called all of us to be free, free to live for you. So, Lord, I thank you um, for your incredible grace, the unmerited, unearned favor of God in our lives. And, Lord, I thank you for your faithfulness. And I thank you, Lord, that as we're in your hand, we'll never be plucked out. And, Lord, um, I just pray for Brandon that you would just uh, work in his life in a powerful way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor. You bet. God bless you, Brandon. God bless you, too. Have a great day. You bet. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. Love to have you call in. We've got time in the show. Hey, we have somebody on the road, Grace. Yes, hello. Hi. How are you, Grace? I'm blessed. Thank you for asking. Good. What can we do for you? Well, I, as I've been listening to you, I feel really, really uh, peaceful, and I'm driving in peace, but I really want to request a prayer for all the drivers on the road, myself, and for their families, and to protect them while they're driving these big 18-wheelers, um, including myself, so we yeah. can just uh, do that and, uh, you know, to help them get to their destinations in peace and safe. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Grace. Yes, sir. I just want to say thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, f- <laughs> thank you for what you guys do. Really, um, you know, you guys, you know, it's critical what you guys do. And, Aww. you know, and I think of that, you know, as I'm on I-25 or I-80 up in Wyoming, 
in that I eighty one right now. Yeah, are you? Um, yeah. between Cheyenne and Laramie. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, um, and yep. the, you know, all the truck drivers that are delivering goods, you know, yeah. this country would be in big trouble if it wasn't for you guys. And some so people thank don't you. like us. They give us a hard time on the road, but you know, I pray well, for people too, to yeah. understand what we're doing. <laughs> Well, I thank you every truck that I pass. All right, because I I, I <laughs> go up there and I I could do some fishing, and I'm very grateful for you guys because you guys work long hours, you work yeah. hard, you keep America <laughs> moving. So, Lord, I thank you for Grace, even as she's yeah. in between on I-80. Lord, I, I know that um, there's a lot of open space right now, and um, and I pray that you would keep her safe. I thank you for all the truck drivers that are out there delivering goods. Lord, they really were, you know, on the front lines uh, during this pandemic when everything was shut down and they were delivering goods. And Lord, they still are. And they are, in a lot of ways, the, the lifeblood of this nation. And I just pray you keep them all safe, that, that the drivers that are out there as we share the road would be patient with them, that we would... Uh, Lord, be considerate of them, that we would stay clear, um, and, and Lord, just to be cautious. And I thank you for all those who are doing this as a service for us and for the benefit of our nation and for, um, and for our country. And so, Lord, I just pray you be with grace and bless her in every way. In amen. Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Drive name. safe. God bless you. Thank you for praying for us and being here. Thank you for the support. It's really good. You, you bet. God Thank bless you. you. Have a wonderful evening. God bless you. Bye-bye. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. They do a wonderful service. We need to remember them. I don't know, Grace, if you're still listening, but if you're heading towards um, uh, Laramie, I do know that at the truck stop there that there is a chapel that is there. So I don't know if you're on this route regularly. You may already know about it, but there's a chapel there that's got resources and encouragement, a Christian chapel, and uh, it's been there for years and years. So you might want to check that out, Grace, as you head to Laramie or if you pass through Laramie there at the west side of town where the truck stop is. And so appreciate all you truckers that are out there. Thank you for what you do. 303-690-3000. Let's go to Adrian on line two. how are you doing? Good. How are you? Not too bad. Um, I actually just found this radio station a few weeks ago, a week ago, and I just listened to it because I work nights, and I really like the the truth and the way the gospel is spread on this radio station. So that definitely Praise. is the reason why I'm calling. So, but um, Praise God. I have a question as regards to how God views lying, because as far as I understand, lying could condemn you to hell. But is there? Where is that line? Like, do you have to confess your—I know you have to confess your sins to God for your forgiveness, but the secret, I guess, or this, or it could be any sin in our past, does that still—as long as you confess it to God, is that the only thing you need to do in order to not be condemned by lying? Okay. What condemns us, uh, Adrian, is a rejection of Jesus Christ. What saves us, salvation comes as we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, that he died for our sins, because that's why Jesus came. He came because we're sinners. And we we lie, that's a sin. 
Um, we are immoral, that's a sin. Uh, we, we murder, that's a sin. But we're all guilty of sin. And sin condemns us. Um, the wages of sin is death, is what the Bible says. We've all gone astray. Uh, none of us are righteous. And that's why Jesus came, to take care of the sin problem. And as we come to him in faith and ask for forgiveness, we are cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ, and we are imputed righteousness, the righteousness of Jesus Christ. We didn't earn it. You know, we didn't, um, we're not good enough for it. It's by his grace. We were just talking about that. Uh, the unmerited favor of God. He does look at line in Proverbs chapter 6. He says, six things the Lord hates, and seven are an abomination to him. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift to run into evil, false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord among the brethren. God hates sin. But here's the thing you always got to remember, Adrian. He loves the sinner. And that's why Jesus came, to die for our sins. And then in 1 John it says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And it cleanses us from all unrighteousness. It's just coming to the Lord and saying, Lord, you know, I sinned. And I'm in agreement with you. That's what that word confess means. And, and Lord, forgive me. And, and, and that forgiveness is covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. He died for all of our sins. And, um, but God hates sin. He hates what it does to people. He hates the bondage and the hurt that people go through because of sin. And it's a loving Father that says, I don't want you to sin because you're going to get hurt. And it's going to cause you to be in bondage. And it's going to cause you to, you know, sin cause, causes blindness spiritually. It deceives. It's just bad news, Adrian. Whether it's lying whether it's, you know, um, being immoral, whether it is speaking um, falsely, whatever it might be. And the Lord desires for us to live in holiness. And we can't do that apart from him. We can't do it in our own strength. It is the work of the Spirit in our lives. Does that help? Yes, it does. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Hey, Adrian. Here's the thing. You just found the radio station, and I'm glad that you did. And as you continue to listen to Grace FM and the wonderful teachers that are on it, you're going to continue to grow, and 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 these things are going to make more sense to you. And, um, and you're just going to understand that whole process of sanctification and justification of coming to faith in Jesus Christ. That's what saves us. And um, and then how the Lord desires for us to live for him. But the thing is, we can't do it in our own strength, in our own energy. Uh, we can only do it through the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And as we do grow in him, then, you know, the, the lying becomes less. Uh, we talk differently. Um, we are walking with the Lord that is pleasing. And those things of the flesh stop to uh, stop having it such a huge influence in our lives. There's always the battle that's there, but we walk in the Spirit and we live for Him. Okay? Okay, awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Hey, you keep listening. Keep calling in if you got any questions, and we'll, okay. we'll take our time and answer those questions the best we know how. All right? Awesome. Thank you so much. God bless you. You bet. God bless you. Bye. 
You know, one of the things that we uh, see in the Gospels is that Jesus, um, he resurrected three people from the grave. One was Jairus' daughter. We saw that on Sunday morning where he took that little girl by the hand and said, Arise, little girl. And she arose, and um, she, uh, you know, then Jesus said, Give her something to eat. We know that the second example of Jesus raising somebody from the dead was the widow at Nain, her son. And they were carrying that in a, in a, um, him in a casket, and Jesus resurrected him, and he, he began um, to talk. Then the third example is uh, Lazarus. You know the story in chapter 11 of John. And Jesus went to the tomb, and he said, Come forth, Lazarus, and he came forth walking. And I find that interesting that the little girl got something to eat, the widow's son began to talk, and Lazarus came forth walking. And one of the things that we see is we see people being touched by Jesus, being born again by the Spirit of God, that they become hungry. They become hungry for the Word of God. So, Adrian, keep feeding yourself with the Word of God. I can tell that you're hungry because the world leaves us empty. The philosophy of the world, the trends of the world, feed on the truth of God's Word. And then our talk is different. We begin to talk about the things of the Lord, and our walk is different. We begin to walk with Him and walk closely, uh, you know, uh, in His presence and in His will, and it's glorious. That's the work of the Lord wants to do in all of our lives. Hey, you hear the music? Boy, the hour went by quickly. Thank you, everybody that called in. We had a full show. God bless you. Have a great evening. Keep reading your Bible. Stay close to the Lord. Thank you. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.